Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. It's Doug Cunnington here. And in this episode, we're going to be doing a little bit of Q&A around the age site case study. So if you are unfamiliar with this case study, then uh, you know scroll back a couple episodes and you can catch up. But here's the quick, the quick summary. I bought a site from Human Proof Designs. It's an, it was an aged site. So I'm not sure like the minimum age, but it's it's been out there for a while. It was ranking for some keywords. And I wanted to generally outsource almost all of the work done on the site. So that is the main idea of this case study. Just outsource almost everything. And the cool thing people seem to be pretty damn interested in this one. So uh, for me, it was just like kind of a no-brainer to give it a shot. And I won't like re recap the whole um, like intro episode for this case study, but generally I had an assumption that uh, done-for-you sites weren't so good in most cases for most people. And I was actually really interested to see if these age sites would skip the sandbox and earn money faster. So got a lot of questions. And one thing that I could point you towards is the sort of raw notes page on Niche Site Project. So go to nichesiteproject.com slash ASCS, age site case study. That's kind of the it's just the initials for that. And you can kind of see like the general game plan, some notes. There's a few screenshots of like earnings and traffic and stuff like that. So let me tell you a couple of the questions that came in. One was around budget. One is around like the word count for each of the articles that I'm going to be publishing. Um, someone was asking about the publishing schedule and publishing like on a regular basis or whatever. Um, someone else asked about ordering content from different companies versus from human proof designs. So I will go through at least those questions. Now, before I do, I'll let you know, uh, the case study is only a couple weeks old and the site's still getting traffic. It seems to be around 50 visitors a day or so on average, which is great considering I basically just got it in my possession and I have been ordering a lot of uh, services, right? I've been ordering a lot of stuff to be done. Again, the, the goal here is to outsource it. Now, again, I don't want to recap too much, but I, I think in the context of what I'm about to tell you, it, it like uh, it's important for me to mention it. So a lot of the activities that I am buying services for, I typically do on my own because that's just kind of my, you know, my nature. I like to get in the weeds and, and do stuff. Um, and I'm generally like a frugal guy. Like I try and watch cost and, and keep um, expenses to a minimum. But in this case study and exercise, I am outsourcing things that I maybe wouldn't typically outsource. So we'll get into some of that in a second. But let me just tell you, um, some of the things I've been working on. So I ordered uh, keywords from Human Proof Designs. I ordered content from Content Development Pros, about 50 articles to be written. Um, and I've been testing out that service for a little while. So we have a decent rapport um, and we've ironed out any of the, the kinks that 
uh, inevitably show up when you're doing a large amount of work. Further, I hired Content Refined to improve existing posts. I have been testing basically all the pieces of this puzzle that we're putting together already. And I was like, all right, um, we could probably get a nice win just from improving content. So I outsourced that as well. I've ordered links from both The Hoth and another company that I haven't mentioned before called Logan Nix. Um, and I'll put a link in the description and show notes for that. The One of the key distinctions with Logan Nix is they allow you to like approve the site that your guest post will be posted on. So that's a you know a little bit uh, like a higher level of service, a little bit more control on your end, and it it actually you know it comes at a cost. You have to pay a little more because of these handoff points and the white glove treatment that you get. So I will be uh, seeing how that works out as well. I my impression is uh, the site loads a little bit slower than it could. So I'm hiring a company to improve the site speed as well. I think it's a WP speed fix. So I have like a discount code if you want to get hooked up with that. By the way, any of the, you know, links and services that I'm going to be mentioning, I'm probably an affiliate for like I think all of them I'm an affiliate for. So I get a commission if you use it and I appreciate it if you do. Depending on what it is, you may be eligible for a bonus to um, like, you know, get a little bit more uh, like, I guess, details around the templates and or interactions or job aids or whatever that um, I provide to the services and companies. Not all of them. Some of them, you just get a discount. Some of them, you don't get a discount, but it's... um, it's an affiliate link, so it doesn't cost you any more, but I may get a commission. I appreciate it if you do use them, but no pressure. Further, uh, as far as link building, I have also gotten started with uh, blog commenting. So I have a VA at a service called OK Relax doing blog comments out there. So I supplied um, him or her with the, you know, the, the blogs and URLs to go comment on, and they're just working through the list. So very straightforward for that. A um, couple other things that I'm going to be doing where, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing this just because I don't know of a service to do this. And I should do these couple activities. One is just to review the content and see, you know, how it looks. Um, in my opinion, like the calls to action and the buttons look pretty, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It looks like overly salesy and there's these big giant buttons. It's like, you know, something, something on Amazon and it's just not my style. I don't like buttons that much and I need to go have a look and put like proper calls to action with some, you know, thought behind the copywriting behind it and stuff like that, where it may just be like, hey, check out the image on uh, Amazon, check out more details at Amazon, whatever, versus these big ass buttons that I think just don't look good. And I mean, the one, the one other thing to mention, like if you're buying a done for you site, they're probably mass produced in some fashion, right? These are templated sites for the most part. So a lot of them are going to look pretty similar. 
I either want mine to look like plain vanilla, just getting information out, or at least not like all the other sites. Okay. So that's just the way it is. And with, uh, you know, the customization that you could do on WordPress and stuff, like there is a lot of flexibility for that sort of thing. And there's no reason I can't, you know, take out the buttons and put in a better call to action and, you know, not make it look like so pushy with those big ass buttons. All right. Let's get to the questions here. And some of these are probably going to like explode out into their own episode or series of episodes just because there's so much to the topics. The reason why I mentioned that is the first one is is uh, one of those. So one is around budget. Now, I know a lot of people um, that are listening may be in a position where they don't have, you know, enough capital to invest and like I am in, in this case study, right? So I don't have a specific budget set out, which would probably drive my wife insane. Um, so I kind of had a ballpark like figure in my head, and that is somewhere between like ten and fifteen thousand dollars for roughly like the first four to six months or something like that. So there were many factors involved. Um, obviously, I had to purchase the site and human proof designs. Um, everyone should take a look at the sites that they have out there in their marketplace, but like they have different levels of sites. So you could buy a non age site, it's just a done for you site, but it's pretty new, right? There's no history to it. It may or may not be ranking for anything at all. And it's just a brand new site that they've built for you. So obviously, there's there's some good time savings with that, but you don't have the advantage of the age site. They also have sites that are aged and some of them are aged longer than others. So there are very few of their sites that are aged for like a really long time. And I don't know like what amount of time that is, but we'll just say like um, over 12 to 18 months, like there's not so many of them, obviously they have to be aged. And um, they're kind of a, you know, rare commodity, not a commodity. They're like a rare gem out there. So like if you see one that's aged for like a pretty long time, typically it's going to have like more keywords that it's ranking for, potentially uh, like getting more traffic. And in that case, there's like higher value. Thus, it will be more expensive. So that said, I don't know exactly the price ranges um, because you could be listening to this at a different time when the prices are different, but I will just give a general range. Um, sort of the, I think the entry level age sites are roughly around $2,000. And then if you get one of the, you know, vintage longer age sites, it could be around $5,000, somewhere around there. So don't quote me on the prices, check out the marketplace. Um, your mileage may vary depending on when you look, the quality of the sites, the supply and demand, and all that stuff. The site that I got was aged fairly long. It was one of these vintages. So I was able to get a site that was ranking for like more keywords than some of the others, which is what I was looking for, right? I was ready to take a lot of action. I'm confident in the process. I'm confident in the services that I'm using. And I was confident in the site that I was purchasing because I had some age. So the site that I got was around the $5,000. So breaking it down a little bit, 
which is why, like I said, I didn't know exactly how much the budget was going to be, but roughly, you know, to get rolling, you know, over $10,000, basically half of it for the site, the particular site that I got, um, it looks like it has, uh, roughly like 30 pieces of content or so. I honestly haven't gone through every single, um, piece content, every word or anything like that. I haven't even looked at all the URLs to be honest with you. So there are, you know, roughly 30 posts or something like that. And it was ranking for several hundred keywords. So as just a bit of a reference point, that'll give you an idea. And I'll just mention a couple other things with the budget. I also knew that I wanted to you know, buy some more keywords from human proof design. So that's a couple hundred bucks right there. I wanted to get 50, 50 other keywords. So that's two packs of their KGR custom packages there. So that's exactly what I got. Next, I wanted to, you know, publish content around those 50 keywords. So I knew that I wanted to work with content development pros, big shop that was going to be able to, you know, publish the content very quickly. And as I mentioned before, I'd been working with them for a little while, testing them out, see if I wanted to work with them in this case study. So everything panned out well. And um, yeah, so I hired them to do the writing. Again, another uh, like $4,500, $5,000 to have that content written. Now I know some people out there shaking your heads, you're getting upset. You're like, man, that's so much money. Like you don't know if it's gonna work. And it's, you know, you're already in almost $10,000. So there's a couple things going for me. Number one, I'm doing this as a case study. So I have some leeway. I don't want this thing to fail, but if it fails, I mean, still people are like, man, at least I learned something from what Doug did. So even if it fails, like we've all learned something here, right? Um, I don't think it's going to fail 100%. It would actually be kind of hard for it to completely um, just explode and not work. Additionally, like I knew the site was getting traffic and very quickly I saw like things were, were, were going okay. So with that said, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So, um, so that's number one. Let me, let me list these things out. So number one is doing the case study, like even if it didn't work out exactly how I wanted, or even if it wasn't a huge success, it's probably still going to be valuable to other people and probably to myself as well. The second part is I have confidence in the system. So not only have I created sites on my own, I have taught dozens of people to, you know, hundreds or thousands or, you know, several thousand dollars per month, and they have implemented the system. So the framework, um, I'm confident in additionally, um, I mean, even if, uh, I guess I mentioned it before, but even if like I, I partially fail, it's still going to be like worthwhile. And at the point where we're like valuing the site we have some leeway in that we could probably look at the monthly profit and then multiply it by somewhere between, you know, 25 and 35 or so. And that would be like the valuation. So we have some, you know, 
financial like business math that we can say, oh, well, Doug invested uh, 15,000 and um, within say nine months or a year or something like that, the valuation is much more than what he invested. So he'll be able to, he potentially could sell it and then have more uh, money than he started spending on it, right? So there's an ROI. That's what I'm trying to say in a very long and confusing way. So if you are scoffing a little bit at the cost, um, that is sort of the justification. And further, I mean, I've I've tried to give people advice like, hey, you can hire someone to write the content. You could hire someone to edit it. You can get a content manager to draft it in WordPress and you're in for each post between maybe like, say, $35 and $50 or so. And people struggled with it. They were like, I can't hire people. I'm having a hard time finding a content manager. The editors don't do a good job. People are copying content, blah, 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 right? I've given you all the tools, um, not you specifically, but I've provided the tools and people still have a little trouble like pulling the team together for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. So this group of people may benefit from paying more and just having like one project manager to deal with who interfaces with all the writers. And instead of, you know, paying 35 to $50 per post, maybe you're paying 80 to $110 per post, but you have far more money than time. So that is part of the like sort of justification for the budget. And further, I don't have like a solid plan or idea on the link building portion of this, but I do know that like working with a Hoth, outsourcing that guest posting portion in Logan X, um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a great way to get like high quality links without, you know, spending so much time on it. Now, you could do that on your own as well. But again, that is another area where people like wanted to outsource it. They don't want to do the link building. In fact, I've been sort of on a small mission, uh, quiet, a quiet and small mission to let people know you, you should build backlinks. Like you need to get out there and do it all else being equal. If, if you're just publishing content and your competitor is publishing content, but they're also getting say two backlinks per month in a year, right? They're going to have like 24 more backlinks than you are. So they're probably going to, they're probably going to win. So I talk a lot about, you know, publishing content and not having to link build, but if you build links, you're probably going to make more money, probably going to get more traffic. Your rankings are going to be higher. And it's, it's pretty well documented that links matter quite a bit. If, if a site has more links, high quality links, that is, they're probably going to rank higher. They're going to get more traffic. Like they're generally just going to do better on the SEO side than a site with fewer links. So the remainder of that sort of broad budget idea is uh, going to go to backlinks primarily. I will sort of review how things are going um, like after a the 50 posts are published after I get sort of a lay of the land and then I'll have a better idea like, okay, should I just like build some more backlinks here and improve the rankings that are already there or publish a lot of content? 
Now, I, th- I think um, it's a little bit of a selection bias. A lot of the people that I interview for success stories on The Doug Show, they follow the keyword golden ratio and they generally publish a lot of content. But that is not necessarily required. Um, you could spend your time in other areas like the link building portion. So maybe, you know, there's less than a hundred posts on the site, but maybe it ranks really well for a few keywords and it gets a lot more traffic on those posts. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. And generally when you have choices like that, a blend is a pretty good idea. That's probably what I'm going to do. Um, but I, I will probably spend a decent amount on link building because I, I know that it is very valuable. Moving on to the next question. These are a little bit faster. So how long is the word count for the articles that I'm going to post? So roughly between 1,000 and 2,000 words. Some of them are going to be a little longer. Some may be a little shorter. It just depends on the topic and how long it needs to be. Um, You probably will run across case studies or um, like blog posts out there that say, you know, the ideal piece of content is, uh, you know, 1800 words or is 1300 or something like that. But uh, if you're just trying, imagine yourself, right? If you're just trying to Google something simple and then someone, and it's like a one sentence answer, or it should be a one sentence answer. And then someone like rambles on for like 1800 words. That's super annoying right? Like just say the fucking answer. So it will be however long it needs to be as far as what I have contracted with, um, content development pros, it's in the, you know, 1500 word range there. So 1500 word range. Um, and they, they're usually pretty, pretty good about hitting that. They're very close. Sometimes they go over. Um, but typically it's like right around the, um, you know, whatever the threshold is. Next question related to content as well. Are you going to publish all the articles at once? The answer is no, I'm not going to. So uh, the cav- I think what the person is getting at is like, should you hold all the content and publish it all at once or, or like, how is that going to work? Basically, I'm going to publish it as quickly as I can. So content development pros or whatever content company you're working with, they're probably not going to finish everything all at the same time. So I will publish it as quickly as I can, like whenever they deliver it. Now, I will give them login access to draft the post within WordPress for me. And then I'll have have a, my uh, like editor have a quick look peruse it and then go ahead and schedule it for me. You could do whatever you'd like. Like if you don't have the editor, you can, you know, edit it yourself or have a look, or you could let content development pros schedule it. Like they, they would schedule it. If you tell them what you want to do, they will schedule it for you. Um, me personally, I just want to have a quick look at it beforehand or someone to have a quick look at it. Um, but I don't think there's much risk in allowing, you know, content development pros to schedule and publish it. And then, you know, you come back afterwards and have a quick look, like once it goes live and then you can make sure it's up to your standards or whatever. I don't think there's any, you know, big issue with that. Moving on to the 
the next question here, let me pull up the, the list here. Okay, this is a little bit longer, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read it all out. I'm a big fan of you and congrats to your, to your new Human Proof Designs age site. I bought a new custom site and they just delivered it a couple days ago. You said that um, you're about to order 50 articles from Content Development Pros. May I know uh, any reason you don't want to order articles from Human Proof Designs? Okay, good question. And further, they say, I'm thinking of outsourcing a few articles to or, or for Human Proof Designs to them. <laughs> a little wordy there. I think I read it wrong. Basically, the person wants to have Human Proof Designs write more of the content and they're interested about the content service from human proof. So I wrote this person an email back. Thanks for sending that in, by the way. Really appreciate that. So number one, you know, you can order the content from human proof designs if you want to. Um, you obviously have a good sample of the content from human proof designs. So if you're like, Hey, I want more of that, go for it. Obviously they have a pretty good handle on the site. They already have logins and stuff like that. So it's pretty like easy for you just to order from them. From my perspective, I'm doing a case study and technically I can order everything from human proof designs. However, for me as a marketer, right? When you take a step back, that would be super boring. And it would also look like I'm just running an ad for human proof designs, which I'm not doing. I, I paid for the site. <laughs> I'm paying for all the services along the way. And, um, it, like from a case study perspective, if I order um, different services from many different companies, it's far more interesting. And I will probably learn more. Other people will probably learn more too. And I potentially have the opportunity for this case study to be shared by different services and vendors out there. So if I just did everything with human proof designs, it's very boring and uh, people would get sick of it. Um, but by doing it this way, I can compare and contrast like certain services together. I could say, Hey, it was great working with this company, not as much for this one. And I may order some content from human proof designs, but I'm already doing some other content stuff elsewhere. Um, so it just makes for a far more interesting case study. So actually I'm curious for the people out in the, the audience there. So shoot me an email at feedback at doug.show and let me know what you think. But that was sort of my logic just overall. Um, instead of like ordering everything from one place, I can order many things from many different places and just end up with a richer case study here, a more interesting one. And it's kind of fun to test out these different services. So here are a couple other questions that I know people are interested in, but maybe I didn't have it on the list in time for this episode specifically. So number one, I ordered more content from, or sorry, I ordered more keywords from Human Proof Designs and I asked for a 50-50 split informational versus product focused. So I wanted to have a nice spread there. So I wasn't putting too much commercial content. And then I know that informational and how-to articles potentially have like less competition and can rank a little more quickly, even though they won't be 
like directly generating revenue, that is okay with me. So 50-50 split, informational versus product reviews. And I advise people to, you know, keep that sort of uh, distribution, that ratio as your site grows. Um, if you want to publish more informational content, even up to, you know, 75, 90%, like you could do that and it would be just fine. You may want to, you know, review um like how much money you're making or potential, like how much money you're making from the informational post to make sure it's like a good ROI. But you could put ads on there. You could put AdWords, you could put media.net. You can put, um, or AdSense, I guess, rather, and just run ads out there, right? So that would be a viable way to make revenue from the informational post. In the long run, like having traffic on your site and ranking well is a good thing. It's not gonna be a bad thing at any point in time. The next question that I know people are curious about, and I've already answered it a couple of times, but I'll just mention it again here. If I'm going to like reveal the site at any point in time, the answer is no, I'm not going to. So it's funny, uh, a guy named Mike on YouTube, he watches a lot of videos. He was like, hey, you're gonna like reveal the site? Like maybe, maybe not, because I know you don't really do that, Doug. And uh, may- maybe like, show us a different site that's like smaller or something like that. And like from my perspective, um, there's very little upside, very little upside um, because I'm trying to build this as an asset. Like I do, I make more money from affiliate sites and like practicing what I preach than selling uh, my course or other products or whatever. So it matters to me a lot. And I'm not trying to sell like a plugin or anything like that to like get attention. I'm just doing my thing and sharing some of the framework and strategies and like what I'm doing. That's helpful like on its own. Even if you don't follow what I'm doing exactly, you have like some data about like what happens when you get some links from the Hoth and blah, blah, blah. Or you order content and their keyword golden ratio, like here's what you may expect, right? So that's helpful, I believe, on its own. But the fact is, you know, negative negative SEO is uh, a real thing. And most public case studies end up with some kind of like bad uh, negative SEO or copycats or whatever, all right? So I know other people do it, other influencers um, will share their sites and, and stuff like that. But for me, it's like important to me to not, um, you know, put those assets at risk. So that's just, you know, that's my stand. And this guy, Mike was like, Hey, you know, like we can learn, even if you just share like a smaller site and my, um, sort of like, I guess it's a valid answer, but I could imagine some people are like, Oh, come on, Doug, like share more information. But the fact is I've shared so much, like the, uh, seeing an example is not anyone's issue, right? There's so much information out there. I've shared so much, these game plans and like templates and all the stuff. So in my opinion, like seeing an example is not, um, going to be more helpful. Like it's about taking action and, and doing stuff. The examples are out there. There are others, other sites. You don't need to see mine. In fact, you know, most of, uh, there's a lot of little things that I don't do that some people say is like really important. 
And um, I'm doing fine without doing those little things that I deem is not important. So that said, you could probably find other sites that are like, you know, maybe they have a higher conversion rate or maybe they do like on-page traffic or on-page SEO a little better or they convert um, a little bit more of their informational um, like traffic to buyers and stuff like that. So in my opinion, it's just, it's about taking action. You have the blueprints, you have the information. And like in this specific case study, if a person has the budget, I'm showing you all the services I bought um, and I'm showing you like what I ordered. Now I haven't gone into the, the details. So some upcoming episodes when I actually talk about, Hey, here's what I ordered from uh, the guest posting services. I'll tell you like, here's the anchor text I selected. It'll be generic, of course, but I'll let you know the anchor text that I've selected and I'll let you know where it's pointing and like the distribution of links to the homepage versus inner pages versus whatever. And we'll share, you know, okay, I put the, you know, the link showed up on, uh, you know, Tuesday, January, blah, blah, blah. And the rankings seem to have moved up sometime later, right? Like that level of detail should be helpful, even if, you know, you don't see the actual site or anything like that. And uh, yeah, and if anyone happens to see the site or anything like that, you know, don't tell anyone about it. Just keep it on the down low. It's not cool. Um, it's generally not cool. It's a little bit frowned upon when, when you know, someone's making money from something and, um, you know, someone else just sort of exposes the whole thing. So that said, those are the questions so far. If you have other questions, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. There's also a voicemail box that you can leave an audio message. I don't get many of those. So basically, if you send one and it's generally like uh, coherent, it's a reasonable question, I'll probably put it on the show. So um, I don't know the, the phone number off the top of my head, but it'll be in the show notes. So you could just give a buzz and uh, check it out leave a message. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and uh, stand by for other, uh, you know, updates, other questions for this whole case study. Don't forget there's a page with like raw notes and more information, some screenshots. I'll be doing updates there periodically through the process. So it's at nichesiteproject.com, A-S-C-S. So check it out there and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it and I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do 
is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.